Well, hello, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Uh, the Bleacher Birds are back for episode 13. Uh, lucky number 13 includes the start of the baseball season. Uh, a little bit of words on some football. And um, is the curse back? Only time will tell. So, uh, once again, we are the Bleacher Birds. My name is Jimmy. My co-host is Matt. That's right. Hey, it's Matt. It is now just Matt. So, yeah, uh, I, fixed, I fixed that for you. So. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. All right. So, what's going on with you this week? Um, not a whole lot, man. Um, baseball's back. That's what I was excited about it for all week. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, I tell you what, say I've I've been excited for it all week myself, and um, we'll get into baseball in just a little bit. But I, I want to tell you a little story about what happened the uh, earlier this week. So uh-huh. we got word that Masson we. We're all complaining Masson's not showing the Orioles camp. They're not showing Orioles games. They're not showing, not showing, not showing. Well, we got word that the that Masson was going to show the Orioles and Nationals two exhibition games on Monday and Tuesday. So uh, I get off work. I go ahead and I sit down, start to watch, enjoy the game. And at uh, 7.30, I get a call from um, my store letting me know that Air... Freezer, cooler, and multi-deck unit have all gone down. The refrigeration system and the freezer system both just completely crashed. Um, So obviously I've got to go to my store and deal with this situation. So I missed the majority of the baseball game on Monday. Oh, man. Um, I stayed there. Say I went to, I worked from seven to five, came home, um, Went back in at 7.30, stayed there from 7.30 until 3 a.m., came home, crashed again. I was due back in at 7, but I was like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> so um, I went back in at 10 on Tuesday in hopes of, you know, working a little bit of a shorter shift, getting some time back, yada, yada, yada. And so I worked my shift at 10 o'clock, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday Left a little bit early, only to get a phone call at 5.30 saying that the systems crashed again. Uh, So I race over to my store, take care of the situation again, and lo and behold, I'm there until uh, 2 o'clock again that day. I'm driving home. I'm about five minutes from my house, and I get a call from the alarm company that we've got a burglary alarm going. I've had it with this dump! got no jobs our pets heads are falling off so then i have to turn back around drive back to my store see what's going on uh, truck driver set the alarm off um so that was easily resolved went home crashed again and just prayed that it didn't happen again on wednesday and knock on wood uh we did not have any issues wednesday or today today being thursday Hmm. So, man, uh, per- perfect timing for a heat wave, too, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but fortunately, we were able to save the majority of it, and um, you know, it, the safety of uh, anybody that's going to be eating the food is the most important thing. But we we made sure to take care of that. We had to throw out a little bit, but we didn't have to throw out uh, throw out everything, which is always good. So no no uh, no clearance sales on the meat section this. No, no, sir. No clearance sales. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, 
But the the point of this conversation is the fact that uh, you know we've been waiting since uh, what April for baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, truthfully, we've been waiting since October of last year for baseball. I finally get baseball, sit down to start, enjoy it, and then sure enough, twenty twenty goes and kicks us in the nuts yet again. <laughs> uh, so there was no watching of spring training baseball for me. Um, or summer camp, right? There was very, very limited. Right. But uh, you better believe I'm off tomorrow at uh, five o'clock, mm-hmm. and I will be tuned in in front of my uh, in front of my TV, watching the Oriole game, and there will be no interruptions. That's right, man. First game, you gotta you gotta go all out. Absolutely. You're gonna get some food from somewhere. Yeah, well, you know the the whole thing is uh, what's what's ballpark food? It's typically what hot dogs and uh, and um and beer. Yeah, beer and hot dogs. Well, <laughs> you gonna grill outside? But I do have a grill, but you know the squirrels have uh, have absolutely dominated that thing. So what I'll have to do, and what I should have done today, is I'll have to come home, clean up that grill, get that thing running before the ball game, uh-huh. and then. Uh, and then go ahead and grill some dogs. Right. So, but that doesn't sound like a bad plan. Say so we might do that, or uh, you know, I might go the complete opposite route and just go ahead and call some, call and order some food. There you go. So, I think uh, I think that would be the lazy man's way out. And as you and you and I both know, I am more of a lazier man. Well, that's totally acceptable. You gotta you want to relax for the first game, so that's right. Just order some food. Yeah. Make it easy. Yep. So, we're going to get into a lot of baseball. Right now, it's the uh, top of the third. The Yankees are up 2-1 to one on the Nats. Um, and we'll touch base on that should anything change, if there's any updates. Say, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, while I'm not a fan of the Washington area or any of their teams, um, obviously, we're pulling for them because if the Nats win tonight, uh, the Orioles go into... Uh, their home opener, or well, not their home opener, but the Orioles go into opening day uh, as first place. Yeah, and and that's important. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask you, man. I know you don't like the Nationals. Correct. I know it's hard to pick between these two teams, but I guess you got to root for the Nationals, right? <clears throat> you know, if uh, I, I don't but, even want to say anything because it's 2020 and so much weird shit has happened, but. Um, if something were to happen that would delay that game from happening, <laughs> I'd be okay with it. Oh boy! Well, it's too late for that. Yeah. Well, little update: say the Yankees are up three to one now. Yeah, I, I started to watch it, and Judge got a hit, right? So he's the first hit of the 2020 season. Yeah, and then Stanton was the first home run. And then Stanton was a home run. It was making me sick, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. you know what makes me sick is we talked a little bit about umpires uh, earlier this year when we first started our podcast, and I told you that Angel Hernandez is the worst umpire in the history of baseball. Well, guess who's behind the plate for tonight's game? Our boy Angel. Your boy Angel Hernandez. <laughs> and don't, don't you dare throw that error into that. Uh, so that means he's in our division, right? Because they're not going to be – umpires aren't really going to be traveling. Cur- well – I guess so. On the bright side, he's doing the Yankees-Nats game, so we will not see him in Boston tomorrow. Right, but we are going to be playing the Nationals a bunch, so we are going to see him. 
I'm sure we'll see him. Yeah. So. Oh, you yeah. know, right. one other thing before we move on mm-hmm. and touch base on this again. Did you see the first pitch? No, I did not. Oh, or, my wait, 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 the first pitch that they had um, <laughs> the doctor throw out? Yeah, yeah Fauci. Yeah, he was trying to see if he couldn't beat uh, 50 Cent's uh, first pitch. <laughs> For most, the ball farthest away from the plate. Can you just imagine, like, how 2020 is that? People are just waiting for baseball to go ahead and start, and you, know, you get this big ceremony, and this guy is here to throw out the first pitch, and he's a, you know, educated doctor, and just, like, you know, is is fighting the good fight and all this, and then he goes out and embarrasses himself with that first <laughs> Well, it just shows you what this year is about, man. It's like, I guess they have, like, important figures, and he was the most important, so he did the first game. I'm saying they could <clears> stop <throat> the camera and then just, like, redo it, just give us a little bit of sense of hope. <laughs> and, uh, it's just like, well, it's I, like, all right, guys, here's 2020. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's kind of a like a slap in the face because he was the one saying we weren't going to see sports for a long time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was saying we shouldn't be playing right now. Yeah. But anyway, his pitch was a uh, was way off the oh. mark, so you can insert your own jokes there. They gave him the first pitch so he would go ahead and say that we should be playing baseball now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, well, we'll get back into baseball for a second. Um, or in a second. But why don't we start off, uh, start off this with we're going to touch a little bit on football here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and we're going to start, obviously, with the home team. The Baltimore Ravens have signed Patrick Queen and Devin DuVernay. All right. Uh, have now locked up the 2020 draft class. So all of the guys have signed. Everybody uh, reporting to Owings Mills, I believe, next week. And uh, getting ready to rock. All right. It's about time, huh? Yeah. I know so we, were, we were wondering what was taking Patrick Queen so long, but uh looks like the job finally got done. Mm-hmm. So good on the Ravens. Can't wait to see uh can't wait to see them in action. But again, say we're just gonna be touching on these couple things before we just jump far, far deep into baseball. Um so along with the uh football off the Ravens, say we'll go over to the uh neighbors to the south over in Landover. And uh the Landover professional football team has uh come up with a great name it's it's tremendous say so they uh did not have to pay uh what was your boy's name it was mark mccauley something like that martin mccauley yeah so uh so the rate or the uh landover team did not have to pay mccauley culkin uh, <laughs> for the rights to the team name and uh they're officially going to be known as the washington football team <laughs> That's the and name. I believe, and I believe that's what you've been calling them. Well, you've been calling a Landover football team, but mm-hmm. close enough, man. So you called it. Well, you know, if that's the case, then maybe I need to get in touch with somebody. Um, you know, well, it, again, here we have a third instance of someone listening to our podcast and just stealing ideas from us. Well, what you should have done is followed Martin McCauley, McCauley Culkin. Mm-hmm. And bought the rights to uh, Landover football, Washington football team. I really should have. And then they would have been knocking on your door. Yeah. Yeah, but then I would have been penalized with season tickets from them for life. 
and who wants to see that? Well, we all know you would have just held out, not given them a name for, for anything. This is very true. I'd see if they could work out a deal with uh, with the Ravens and giving me Ravens tickets for life. <laughs> so. earn, enough mo- earn enough money to buy them. Yeah. yeah I'd, have we- to, uh, I'd have to lawyer up for that one. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of which, um, you know, and what the hell could I be speaking of here? Uh, I'll have you know, so... I thought that we were on good relations with our uh, with our neighbors, with our fellow Orioles podcast, with our fellow Baltimore podcast. I, th- I thought we were on good circumstances with them. I thought that we all, you know, we we play poker together, we talk about things together, you know, and overall we get along pretty well. Uh, but what I found out last night is that apparently we are going to war. <laughs> and uh you briefly to... you briefly brought this up to me but go ahead and explain explain so, what happened in detail here so essentially what happened is the 336ers section 336 are huge fans of ours uh they listen every single week uh they're aware of the fact that we are now in episode 13 not episode 7 um you know they they just every single thing that we drop they listen to and uh, they thought they were huge fans of the fact that I was a huge fan of Macaulay Culkin, um, you know, taking those 44 names from the Landover professional football team. And uh, they thought that was just absolutely hilarious. Um, so they listened to our pod, heard me mention that. And what they thought would be amusing and what they thought would be funny uh, would be if they went ahead and they did that to us. Uh-oh. Uh, so they had me on the podcast last night and just for a brief moment, just to kind of just drop this on me. And um, the podcast, which, by the way, they're recording, uh, re-recording tonight. Um, but we'll get into that in a second. But uh, they had me on their podcast last night and they dropped on me that, you know, they absolutely love our podcast. They're big fans of it. And if you go to bleacherbirds.com, it'll just link you up to just the best Baltimore podcast, the greatest Baltimore podcast. And, you know, I, I was really, really enjoying all of this praise. But while they were talking about this, I knew for a fact that we didn't own bleacherbirds.com. I did not, uh, you know, I, I got us the Twitter. I got us the the email account. I got us. Uh, I actually got us the Snapchat account, you know, because I'm going to use that. I got us the Instagram account. Um, you know, I I got everything, but I didn't bother with a website because, well, you know, it, what podcast uses websites? So uh, the Section 336 boys thought this would be funny, and they went ahead and they bought that. So if you go to bleacherbirds.com, it sends you a direct link over to uh, the Section 336 podcast. Okay. So they think it's funny. Uh, They think it's just absolutely hilarious, Um, you know, and, and good for them. But i tell you what, so just like I should get somebody after them, after uh, the Landover professional football team, 
for uh, stealing my idea of the Washington football team. Uh, I can get somebody to help us out here, too. And, uh, you know, they think it's funny, but I know of somebody that can help us, uh, somebody that's educated, somebody that's passed the bar, someone that mm-hmm. believes in small podcasts and that they shouldn't be bullied by older older and podcasts. <laughs> and, no, I'm not talking about the offices of do we cheat them and how. No, 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 no. See, I listen to some other podcasts myself, and I know for a fact that there's one man that's willing to stand up for the, for the little guy. And that gentleman is the one and the only consigliere of the cult of Cornet, Mr. Stephen P. New. Oh, boy. that's right so we can get on the phone and we can go ahead and contact Stephen P. New and he can go ahead and stand up for us as little guys and uh, just go ahead and bring that bleacherbirds.com domain back home to us where it belongs Um, again say I had no interest in it but if they're going to go ahead and hold it over our head uh, that's perfectly fine Uh, we we can handle this uh, appropriately uh, as you know, with COVID nineteen going on, we can't necessarily handle this like uh, handle this like men on the dodgeball courts. <laughs> but instead, uh, we we can just go ahead and handle this in court. I was wondering where you're going to go with that. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if we have enough money for those kind of services, but we can uh, we can definitely try. Well, you know, again, say Stephen Stephen likes to go ahead and stick up for the low guy. So I think uh, I think. He'll understand what our budgets are. I think he'll go ahead and uh, work with us. And, you know, he might even go ahead and take the case, uh, what do they call that, pro-pro? Pro-pro. Man, you, uh, you know, until you just said that, I would have been able to tell you what it was called, but now you screwed me all up. Pro-pro. Pro-pro. No, it's um, pro bono. Pro bono, there you go. Yeah. yeah. You can go ahead and take the case pro bono. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, you know what? We both kind of dropped the ball on that one. Um yeah, it is it, it is kind of funny. And the way we were talking about that, you figure we would you would think we'd go and buy like every domain name we could find with our with our name on it. You would think. And you you would think I'd have been on top of that. I thought I was on top of it when I got the uh podcast and I got the Instagram account and <laughs> And the Twitter account, and you know, I just I, I thought I had it all, and then I missed the plain obvious one of uh, of the domain name. Oh no! Well, this is a good time to bring this up. Um, you're not going to get me with that phone number anymore. Why is that? Because I, I finally got I got finally got a Twitter account. You have a Twitter account? Yeah, and I'm I'm and when you told me this yesterday, what they did. Uh huh. <laughs> the shocking moment of the week where Jimmy drops a cuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just me fig- uh, finishing my first uh, first Gatorade of the night. Okay. 
Um, yeah, when you told me, when you called me last night and told me what happened, mm-hmm. that's when in my head I was like, oh crap, maybe they bought, maybe they went out and didn't buy it. Maybe they went out and got that Bleacher Bird Matt Twitter. Mm. So that's when I finally uh, made the account. So if it wasn't for that, I might have forgot again and I would have had to give up another number. So let me ask you this, because I'm on Twitter right now and I went to at Bleacher Bird Matt and it says this account doesn't exist. Oh boy. Well, hopefully, um, I definitely made it. Mm. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to post something, or you know, make a first post or something. I'm very behind on the on the Twitter. Okay, I don't know really how to operate it. Uh-huh. You're gonna have to give me a little bit of time here to figure it out. And I really hope I made the account. And after this, I'm gonna go check. So uh. <laughs> I really hope you did too. Then you're gonna you're gonna have to hold off on uh go ahead and posting uh publishing this podcast yeah until you know the fact that you have the account <laughs> wouldn't that be um wouldn't that be funny if i forgot again and then they went out and got it that's pretty funny yeah no i'm sure it's there it'll be i'll have a post up and oh. you'll be able to you'll be able to uh follow me at the end of this by the time oh, i post I- this I'll tell you this much, say I'm looking at it right now and I don't see it, so I think you owe us another number. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pause this thing right now and I'll find it. <laughs> All right. So we're having this little uh this little battle with uh with three three six and that's perfectly fine and dandy. We'll uh we'll see what they uh what they do tonight. Uh, as I mentioned, say they have to re-record their podcast tonight uh, because they went ahead and recorded it last night on a new app, and apparently there were technical difficulties. Uh, no, uh, you know what I call that? I call that hashtag karma. <laughs> so that's what uh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got a little bit of that karma by making yeah, fun, well, by they, making fun they, of the Redskins. They went ahead and gave it to us, and we went ahead and gave it back to them. Yeah. Uh, Bad recording tonight, but that means we record again tomorrow. DM us for the secret app you can listen live and ask questions on. Oh, cool. And I replied back, hashtag karma. (laughs) No no reply. No reply from the Bleacher Bird, or from the uh, 336 guys. Well, is that the the curse you're talking about? Because you said you were on their podcast, so maybe that's why the whole thing went down. Well, that wasn't the curse I was talking about. Um, okay. And, yeah, I guess we may as well fa- uh, talk about this right now, say, because we're going to jump into Orioles baseball very shortly. Um, the curse that I was talking about was Mookie Betts signing with the Dodgers. Uh-huh. Um, so, of course, he signed with the Dodgers for, I think, uh, a bazillion years for a uh, billion dollars. Uh-huh. So, uh, do you have that uh, that? Accurate information in front of you. Those figures, yeah, I think it was um, it was actually two billion years. And it was uh, three, three billion years. Yeah, and it was um a gigabillion dollars. Yes, gigabillion. Okay. No, it's so, ridiculous, uh, man. It was. I think it was um they extended it from sixty-five million for twelve years. Yeah, and I think the guarantee yeah. was something around sixty-five million, which is the highest ever. Yeah. So Mookie Betts getting trout like money. Yeah, trout. Patrick Mahomes. I think um, I think these guys are taking advantage of this timing where there's no sports right now. Because mm-hmm. everybody's sitting at home doing nothing, and they're just like clamoring for sports. Uh, I, 
I tell you what, say more power to him, say, because uh, in this signing, I have just become one of the biggest Mookie Betts fans uh, in the world. And that's only because he signed with the Dodgers. And uh, essentially, this was the curse that I was talking about. He's starting a new 100-year curse for uh, Boston. <laughs> but so. by trading, by trade, did they trade him or was he a free agent? Um, I think they traded him last year. Yeah, I guess it would start a curse too. Yeah, and then yeah, and then uh, he extended technically this year, so which is un- unbelievable. He he extended to a twelve-year, three hundred sixty-five million dollar contract without even playing one game in a Dodger uniform. Yep. By the time we're recording this, I mean he's going to play tonight, but he hasn't played one game, and he's already got that extension. But this is um, I don't know. You, be- I know you're saying you became a fan of his. Because you're saying it might affect Boston, but whenever these guys sign these like big contracts, I for whatever reason I just become like less of a fan because I just can't believe the amount of money they're making. Well, you know, if you had the opportunity to make the kind of money that they're making, that you'd want to make it too. No, so, no, I, like for, for for me, it's just like you know the lucrative amount of money because like they could live off of you know like. Twenty-five million dollars, or whatever it needs to be, uh-huh. it doesn't need to be three hundred and sixty-five million. And, uh, no, but I'm not saying like they shouldn't take that money, or you know they shouldn't try to make as much money as they possibly can. Or if I was in that yeah. position, I would turn it down. I'm just saying, right. whatever it is, man, it just makes me feel like like bitter and just like angry towards that amount of money. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it, I can't really explain it. But. I, like I said, say I can't I can't be mad because once again it's just it's screwing over Boston and if you were active on your Twitter account, you would have seen for the past like three, four days, uh just Red Sox fans just crying and in tears and uh <laughs> good old uh guy that's on uh Barstool for Boston, um on Barstool Sports, uh Jared Carabas or whatever the hell his name is. He he's just absolutely dying, just like begging people to stop tweeting him about Mookie Betts, and mm-hmm. uh, he basically said that um, he told the Dodgers. The Dodgers tweeted out something about Mookie, and then his reply back to that was, uh, "Enjoy him for a year," because he thought he was coming back to Boston, and well, that didn't happen. No, is that what they all thought? Uh-huh. Yeah, they all thought that he would be back in Boston the following year. Yeah, whatever. Nope. Who cares about Boston, man? I I don't like any of those fans. Well, and you know what? That's that's perfect because we get to go face them on uh, opening day tomorrow for the O's. <laughs> but yes, uh, and again, we'll uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh-huh. But why don't we get into uh, before we get into any more MLB news? Why don't we jump? Uh, Was it across the pond? Across the stream? Across the world? Across the world? KBO time. All right. So I do have a minimal KBO update this week. All right. I wanted to keep it short because I know we got, you know, this is the first game of MLB baseball. Mm-hmm. Talking a lot about the Orioles. Mm-hmm. We've already had some, some talks about baseball. So let me just update you on the standings. 
big surprise. NC Dino still in first. Of course. Yeah. Same five teams are up there. Doosan Bears, Kiwoom Heroes, Kia Tigers, and LG Twins all above the uh, cutoff line for the playoffs right now. So no, no change in the playoff picture right now. Um, just some shuffling around from the second to fifth spot. Mm. And um, I think I mentioned last week, new player over there, Brandon Barnes, just started. Started off pretty hot. Went four for eight in his first two games. And his last two games went 0 for 8. So, oh, yeah. But he, he it looks like he, he fit in pretty well with that team. Just too bad they're, they're terrible. They're still in last place, the Hanwha Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it kind of sucks, man. ESPN, two of the games that were um, supposed to be televised this week were rained out. So they just didn't have any programming on. I guess they can't. They can only broadcast the games that are going to be on a certain channel over there. Uh-huh. So we really, we really didn't get to see too much this week. That's all, another reason why. Uh, why we're keeping got, it short. Got to keep it minimal this week. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really get to scout out any, um, you know, any legend players or anything like that this week. Ooh. Yeah. But all right, well. the important thing is your dinos are still in first. I say and, I, uh, they will be. You know, e- even when the playoffs are done and the uh, KBO World Series is done. Uh, the Dinos obviously are just taking it home this year. Yeah, and uh, one other thing, they're still winning that race to get fans back in the stadium because I think they're having discussions this week with the CDC about letting fans back in. So it's looking good for them. Well, good. So uh, if Japan can do it and the KBO can do it, then maybe that gives us some hope that you know. I doubt by the end of this year, but maybe by next year we'll be able to get into uh, into Camden Yards again and watch the Orioles play. Yeah, is that uh, is that all you had for the KBO? That's all I got. When they hopefully they televise more games next week, and I can uh, bring some more for you. All right. And I know I was putting you to sleep there, so we can jump back over. Yeah, I told you I worked thirty two hours <laughs> and forty eight hours. All right, that's, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Um, but we talk about the fact that I can't wait to get into Camden Yards and watch the Orioles play. There's probably a good reason why we can't get into Camden Yards. Well, there is a good reason why we can't get into Camden Yards, but I don't necessarily know if I would go to Camden Yards to watch a Blue Jays home game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, you guys, you got the deets on that. Why don't you drop that one? Yeah, so there's a lot of talk about um, they're having trouble – uh, figuring out where the Blue Jays are going to play because of all the across-the-border travel that would have had to happen, right? He, here's what we know. We know that not even Canada wants the Blue Jays. <laughs> not not even Toronto wants the Blue Jays. Well, I know and what it is. It goes to show the type of people that Toronto Toronto is that they would just go ahead and give up on their baseball team. Uh-huh. You know, they're, they're a bunch of fake fans. Um and they just show up to baseball games to drink beers and throw cans at players. And fake fans know nothing about the game, and they can't even support their own team. Fake fans. Well, that's what it is, man. The, the fans made the list a few weeks ago. Yes, so the, city, the city of Toronto was like, well, we can't have anybody in the uh, on the list enjoying some baseball games, so we got to kick them out too. Yeah, well, so once again, there's there's the – fourth group of people that are listening to this podcast yeah but but anyway they would have had trouble bringing teams in 
So they got a 14 day quarantine situation going on if you cross the border mm-hmm. in Canada. So obviously that wouldn't work with teams going in and out every three days. Right. So they were talking to the, some other um, teams within the division that would just make it easy for them to be able to stay at and play in. And uh, Camden Yards was brought up as one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's looking pretty good for them right now because I know Pittsburgh was high on their list in the beginning, but for some reason they rejected them just like the city of Toronto did. So, so Camden Yards is still on that list. And it's been apparently has been approved by Camden Yards. Now it just has to be signed off by the state of Maryland. Yeah, it's been approved by Camden Yards. It's been approved by the Orioles um, and MLB. But um, the buck stops at Larry Hogan and uh, yeah. whatever he decides. And... You know, we've seen all these numbers spiking, and I won't get too much into this, but we've seen all these numbers spiking all over the place. And the one place that hasn't really spiked is uh, is Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we seem to be doing everything the correct way here and keeping our numbers low. Um, I did see that the numbers went up in uh, people 35 and under for the first time since this happened uh-huh. um, just last week. But it's going up by, like, points of a percentage. Um but again, say we're doing everything right here in Baltimore, so I don't necessarily know that we want the Blue Jays in here. Um, go ahead and putting us more at risk because of that. So maybe the Blue Jays can go uh, fly off elsewhere. So you don't want the Blue Jays in here dunking up our system? No. I'll tell you another reason. I'll tell you my reason why I don't want them playing here, and I wouldn't go see them if they were playing here. Mm-hmm. That extra time, you got to listen to the uh, Canadian anthem. Oh yeah, man, that is. It's only what two or three minutes. Uh huh. That's a rough two or three minutes in the beginning of the game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, while no national anthem is really fun, the Canadian national anthem <laughs> is just it. It makes me want to saw my ears off with a rusty jigsaw. Oh my goodness. So. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like the home, the hometown, like spirit or whatever. But man, I can't, I can't listen to it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. But yeah, I guess it, in, in all honesty, I guess it wouldn't really matter if they played here, mm-hmm. um, because you can't go to the games anyway, and it's not like we'd be able to watch them unless they were playing the Orioles, because they just wouldn't broadcast it in our area, I don't think. But um, the the problem with that is the locker room situation, right? So what are you going to do? Are you going to have? I guess you'd have to have trailers like outside or whatever to serve as their locker room. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, I would think they would just, they would re-sanitize the, uh, the Orioles locker rooms and reuse them. Oh, see, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Right. Neither am I. And that's what Hogan needs to look into is just like, you know, is that the type of, uh, you know, that's putting people at risk and we don't want to be ground zero. We certainly do not want Maryland or the Orioles to be the reason, um, why all of this comes to light and all of a sudden uh, MLB gets shut down because there's still the possibility that MLB will be shut down during the season. Yep. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is it's not, not as much as like, I mean, it is the virus. That's like a big part of it, but it's also just like, it's like at work. If you're, if somebody uses your desk when you're not there Mm -hmm. and they're just moving, they're moving stuff around and they don't put it back. It's just annoying, man. 
So they, they would go in there and like make the clubhouse their own, move all the Orioles crap around, touching all their stuff. I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Right. No, neither am I. Playing on their, playing on their ping pong table. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, shooting some billiards. <laughs> I don't know if they have that. Have you never gone? Do they have the, a billiard uh, table in there? Have you never gone? No, I did for the tour. I did, but they only had a ping pong table set up. Oh yeah, no, they've got a uh, they've got a pool table set up there as well. Oh jeez, it's like a real it's like a game room back there now. Oh yeah. Uh, tell you what, before we dive too deep into into uh, the Orioles, you mentioned the Blue Jays and how their fans uh, made the list the other day. Um, <laughs> actually, a few weeks back. So last week was it? Last week I did this. I went ahead and I put uh, I put Nick Marcakis on the list. Yep. And uh, I put him on the list for, you know, one, going to Atlanta to begin with, but two, leaving Atlanta for the season and then opening the door for Yasiel Puig to go ahead and sign with the Braves. Um, and thus, once again, screwing over Baltimore uh, a second time uh, to the point of where we no longer have Nick and now we no longer have a chance to get Yasiel Puig. Well, the news came out that Yasiel Puig tested positive for coronavirus, and that made the Atlanta Braves decide to go ahead and uh, uh, opt not to sign Yasiel Puig. So Yasiel Puig's still a free agent. I imagine he's in quarantine right now, uh, probably looking at another 10 days or so before he's out of quarantine. And then he's available to sign with another team. So... uh you know what I'm going to do right here because now there's a there is that possibility of the O's signing Puig, and there is that possibility of uh, you know it, it's he's not locked into Atlanta. Uh, Nick Marquez is not responsible for him not signing with the Orioles. So uh, I'm going to do something. So it's a little bit odd. It's a little unheard of, but I'm taking Nick Marquez off of the list. You just unmade the list. Yes. That's See, what I'm talking about. Now we're a team. Okay. He's officially off the list. Uh, so right now our list consists of the Toronto Blue Jays fans, uh, of course, just being absolute trash, uh, throwing beer cans at baseball players. Um, and here you go, once again, just giving up on their team and sending them elsewhere to play. Um, trash Bag Charlie, who we mentioned trash last week. Charlie. Uh, you know, offering kids or offering people five dollars for their giveaways at games, and carrying around a black trash bag to carry them around in. Right. So, only uh, right. only, only two people on on the list. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of room for more. There are there is plenty of room for more. And as a matter of fact, if if you've got the time, uh, mm-hmm. I did a little editing to the list, and uh, oh. I've got. Looks like another seven people oh my that gosh. make my list. Okay. And uh matter of fact, let me go ahead and just delete Nick Marcakis. Alright. And uh how many of these uh how many of these seven do you want to hear? You wanna hear all of them or you, you just wanna hear one more this week? How many you wanna hear? No, I mean if we're gonna do this, we'll um let's let's hear them all. All right. So, okay. so for the first time, we're gonna go ahead and give you guys, uh, give you guys the IL, uh, as they call in Major League Baseball, they call it the injured list. But this is not the injured list. This is uh, what we like to call the idiot list. Uh, <laughs> and 
as we go uh, as we go down this list, um, we're going to do something special for the first one where I'm basically going to go ahead and read off the names and explain to you why it is. And uh, next time we go over this list, uh, Matt, you can just check with me on uh, whether or not these people still are or are not on the list. All right. All right. All right. So we mentioned the uh, Toronto Blue Jays fans. We mentioned Trash Bag Charlie. Say so they're the first two people on the list. We took Nick Markakis off of the list, as uh, once again I, I just previously explained. Our, uh, our new third member of the list is uh, MLB insider John Heyman. Uh, who blocked our Twitter account for some reason that I can't see. Uh, I have shown no history of, uh, of interaction with John and no idea why, uh, why we're blocked by him, but I constantly see uh, people retweeting him and I am unable to see it because he has us blocked for some reason. So uh, John Heyman, you're on the list. You know what? You just made the list. All right, he made the he made the idiot list. He made the idiot list. Era. I, I mean, I, I can I have wait a second. All right, I have no problem with him making the list, but I'm almost positive that there there's some reason that you've offended him somehow. So that could be an explanation. Well, we'll take it. We'll take a look into it, and we'll dive into that next week. <laughs> but for right now, John Heyman is on the list. Okay. Uh, our fourth. Uh, fourth group to lead to uh join the list is the washington football uh washington football team their uh-huh. owner and their fans uh all three of them make the list and i don't think that needs an explanation i figure that's enough said okay so there are three separate all three of them together uh join as one one member of the list washington football oh, their right, owner right. and their fans i got you okay all right our number five uh, person on the list is uh, former Colts owner Robert Ursay. And uh, Ursay, yeah. for uh, anybody that is not a uh, Baltimore native, and why would you be listening to this podcast if you weren't a Baltimore native or a Baltimore fan, uh, went ahead and decided one day in 1983 to go ahead and pack the uh, Baltimore Colts onto a Mayflower moving truck and move them over to Indianapolis. Yeah, I was gonna say you're holding on to that one for a while, so um, yes. I don't really see him. I don't really see him redeeming that anytime soon. So, well, he's dead now, so there's no way he could redeem it. Okay. So, uh, yes, I have a dead guy on the list. Uh, our sixth uh, sixth group on the IL is uh, Matt and Josh from Section Three Three Six for stealing their domain name. Oh come uh, on! Go ahead and launching this uh, launching this podcast war, and uh, thinking that it was real real funny, but meanwhile, literally just uh, plagiarized an idea that somebody else already had, and uh, by stealing what we could have gone ahead and used for ourselves. So no originality uh, behind the move, uh, just a total jerk move. And um, the the one person from Section Three Three Six who's going to be uh, immune from this is going to be Bert Rudy, uh, and that's because he is not uh, he hasn't been on the podcast in a while. So uh, Matt and Josh, 
You just made the list. You just made the list. Oh, no. So for official reasons, they went on the list to be a total jerk move. Yeah. Listed as total jerk move. Yeah, you can okay. list as total jerk move. It just has nothing to do with them taking your money at poker night or anything like that. No, as a matter of fact, I took their money last week. Uh, last week, <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, sir. Nice. And, and I'll, I'll tell you this much: I only took uh, I only took Josh's money. I didn't take Matt's money because uh, I guess Matt's wife said that he couldn't play poker last week and uh, wouldn't uh, send twenty dollars over from her Venmo account because Matt doesn't have one of his own. So. Um, Yes, I only took Josh's mind last week. Right. Anywho, uh, so number seven, uh, number seven is the cancer of Twitter, uh, the just absolute worst human being in uh, in all of Twitter, and that would be uh, his uh, name is at Dan Clark Sports, Dan Clark. So okay. Dan Clark, if you're uh, you're probably unfamiliar with him, you'll quickly learn he is a uh, Australian uh, quote unquote baseball insider who used to claim to be a diehard O's fan, uh, who now just basically praises the ground that the Yankees walk on. Um, he claims to still report on baseball. He's claimed that he's been a part of all these different. Um, all of these different publishings and things of that sort that he's never been a part of. He claims to be a part of uh, the Orioles press and he's never been a part of that. He's just, he's basically the immortal jackass of Twitter. So uh, Dan Clark, you just made the list. So he's a bandwagon. He's a bandwagon. Jumper. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bandwagon. I, I feel okay. comfortable saying that. Okay. Uh, we've got two more. Two more. Uh, the next one is uh, Ed from the National Dodgeball League, and I've been holding on to this one for a little while too. And Ed is uh, the guy in charge of the National Dodgeball League, the NDL. He's the guy who says that uh, pinching uh, is cheating in dodgeball. He's the one who thinks that stingers are okay for dodgeball. And when he was at a National Dodgeball League World Championship, he went ahead and threw himself onto another team and then not only rode their coattails, but would jump in front of actually good players and then jump out of the way so that they would get hit, and then he would go and yell at them uh, for getting hit. Right. Uh, do you have anything to contribute to Ed, or excuse me, Ed, NDL, NDL, Ed? Okay, good. Good way to edit yourself there. So um, even though I'm pretty sure we've laid out who exactly it is, <laughs> so that doesn't matter. <laughs> Might need to call that lawyer back up. Yeah. Um, no, I have plenty to say about him, but that that might have to wait for like a full dodgeball segment because there's a lot to say. But I will say this: just imagine in a competitive league like baseball, how hard it is to become a baseball player. Mm-hmm. If um, Rob Manfred were just to throw himself on the Orioles and start playing, right, as like the number one pitcher or something like that, right, that's that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. So that's all. That's all I'll say for now. Yeah, just think about the implications. Yeah. So, um, the last one, last one was a little bit of a uh, more recent one, and uh, 
this one goes out, of course, on Monday, as I mentioned, say I had a little bit of a rough day at work. But in between those two things at work, I decided to go visit a uh, establishment for uh, dinner for my family. Uh, went on through, and uh, why not? We'll put them on blast. Went through the McDonald's drive through and uh, ordered our food. And <laughs> simply wanted two McDoubles, two large fries, and then a Coke, or two Cokes, and an iced tea. And uh, okay. the next person I'm putting on the list is the employee at McDonald's who only gave me one McDouble on Monday when I ordered two. Okay. I had to drive all the way home. My beautiful Irish wife went ahead and started taking all the food out of the bag and putting it on the table, and she pulls up only one cheeseburger. And holds it up uh, and just kind of looks at me. And at that point in time, I knew that I had to run, jump into the car, drive back over to McDonald's, and go get my other cheeseburger. And when I went back in there, the guy looks at me he's like, oh, oh, no, you only ordered one. And at which point I had to go ahead and pull out the receipt that actually said two, point it out to him. So then they go ahead and they gave me two cheeseburgers. Well, you know what? I don't want two cheeseburgers. I just want you to get me the one cheeseburger and get it to me right. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he officially can make the idiot list. Yeah. But I will say this. What's that? If you order at McDonald's mm-hmm. and you only missed one item from the bag, you're, you're doing pretty well. That's, that's, that's probably true. Right. So, uh, that guy's probably going to be employee of the month. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, Mayor McCheese, you just made the list. You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Brace face in row 12 is now on the list. <laughs> so, wait a second. Oh, my goodness. So, wait a second. All right. Did, did the employee make the list or did Mayor McCheese make the list? I'm just calling the employee Mayor McCheese. Okay. Okay. So employee slash mayor McCheese. Employee slash mayor McCheese is on the list. All right. Fair enough. So that's that's all I've got for the list for this week. But okay. uh, we we've got those names there. We'll build on that. And uh, as the baseball season goes, I think we'll start to see some umpires get on this list. I think we'll start to see some players get on this list. We'll uh, we'll take it from there. All right. Sounds good. All right. So. Um, why don't we jump into the main reason of why we're having this podcast now, now that we're 53 minutes into it. And uh, opening day for the Orioles is tomorrow, Matt. Uh-huh. It's finally come. It's really going to happen. We've got our team down to uh, to 30 players. 30? 40? 40, 40. 30? 60? 60. 40. 16? Who knows? 57. 37. <laughs> um. So we got our roster down. We know who's on the squad. Um, we had mentioned previously that uh, you and I guessed it right that John Means was going to be the opening day starter, uh, only to find out that John Means recently had arm fatigue and uh, will mm-hmm. not be the opening day starter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there's that curse again. There it is. So, uh, John Means will not be the opening day starter, but uh, that goes ahead and opens the uh, opens the door, and 
what made perfect sense to me was that Alex Cobb would just go ahead and step in and be the opening day starter. However, because he started uh, the other exhibition game, they don't want him going on uh, short rest. So Tommy Malone is getting the uh, getting the start for us on opening day. Yeah, first first game as an Oriole is your your opening day starter. Yeah, and you know we, like we talked about uh, you know Tommy the other day, uh, actually last week. That he and uh, God, why is the name escaping me? He and Wade LeBlanc, uh, their contracts were selected. Tommy Malone was a non roster invitee to our summer camp, and now he's our opening day starter. Yeah, it's crazy how that happens. So, I mean, if you want to talk about you know, you could spin it either way, you could spin it as a feel good story if you wanted. Or he could spin it probably the truthful way of if this is the best thing that we got to throw on the mound, we're certainly going to go ahead and lose as many games as possible and lock up that first round pick for the draft next year. <laughs> well, there's your game plan coming around again. And there it is coming into play. Now that being now, <clears throat> that being said, I did predict that the Orioles would uh, sweep Boston and win the first three games of the year. So, you going back on that? No. Okay. No, 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 I'm not going back on that. All right. What well, what I think this shows is just how like ragtag this season is going to be altogether. Mm-hmm. Because you got Tommy Malone starting it for us. I mean, we didn't have like the pitching staff that other teams do anyway. But just the fact that he's going to be our number one, and you never know who's going to. It's such a short season. Mm-hmm. If somebody gets injured, which I wanted to talk about also, people are dropping like flies here. They're they go down for like two weeks or whatever on the IL. I mean, that's that's a significant chunk of games now, right? right. So how long is John Means gonna be out? Well, um and they and, they and, they asked uh Brandon Hyde that, Coach Hyde that, manager Hyde that, and uh he said that he's confident that he'll make his uh he'll make his next scheduled start, which would be against Miami. Okay. So it's nothing serious with him. No, it doesn't seem to be. He's on the ten day mm-hmm. IL, but reality we can pull him up at any point in time. Because it's retroactive or whatever. I guess. They, from right. from well, what I'm, I'm reading, he's expected to go ahead and start game uh, game four. Have you heard about the injuries around the league so far? I mean, I, I know Kershaw just got pulled. Yep, Kershaw just got pulled with a strain back. Uh, yeah, um, Eduardo Rodriguez for Boston got pulled. Mm-hmm. And this is the scary part with him. And this is going to make you think how this season might end up going here. They pulled not him for, not for an injury, but I guess he was diagnosed with COVID a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So he was shut down recently for minor complications from the virus. Right. So he's not he's not positive right now. And he's not sick because he's been on the field, but he's got minor complications from mm-hmm. it. So who knows what that means, and who knows what that's going to mean for some of these players that are coming back from that well, I think, throughout the season. I think minor complications, and not to make light of COVID, but I think minor complications – I don't think it's truly COVID related. I just think he had some of that clam chatter that they have up in uh, <laughs> up in Boston, and um, maybe he's just got a little bit of the diarrhea. <laughs> uh, that's what's so complicated. 
is that he had that Boston clam chowder. Yeah. Chowder. Well, for his sake, I hope that's what it is. So, again, not to make too, uh, not to make light of it, though. No, no, no. But you can see what I'm saying. Like these injuries, if they're out for a few weeks, I mean, that's a good chunk of the season. Yeah. And I, and I guess it, it was harsh for the um, the Braves to decline Puig's contract just because he got sick. But if you think about it, that's a significant amount of time. Well, you got to look at 12 games is 20% of the season. Yeah, so you really can't hold that against them, I guess. So he he is going to be left with the team like the Orioles, who are just going to take a flyer on him, and, and who don't re- who don't really expect to make much of the season because the contender is not going to go for him now. Well, do you not think the Orioles are contenders? <laughs> we'll see if they sweep Boston so, to start the season. They might well, be. Here's what we know, Matt. We know for a fact now that. The sixteen game po- or sixteen team postseason has been uh, has been approved. So you mean to tell me that of the uh, all the teams that the Orioles are couldn't possibly be that sixteenth seed? Uh, anything happen, I mean, I, I guess. guess I guess the eighth seed in in the American League. So it's a good time to talk about that if you know that if you just heard about that playoff expansion. Yeah. So do you know what the structure is? What How's that exactly going to work? All right. So MLB expands playoffs to 16 teams for shortened 2020 season, adds best of three wildcard seasons. Okay. Uh, no, notable features of the new format. All first-round games will be part of best of three series. The games will also be played at the home of the higher-seeded team, eliminating the need for a travel day. Uh, the wild card series will all take place between September 29th and October 2nd. Uh, do, 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 all eight second place teams in every division will qualify for the 16 team playoff format per ESPN's Buster Only. Uh, the seventh and eighth teams will be chosen by the best record amongst the other teams. Teams will be seeded one through eight based on the 2020 season record. So basically, the top two teams in each division uh, make the playoffs. Right. That's that's two that's four six. Right. And then uh, the seventh and AC will be the next best records. So if you have a uh, if you have a strong division, and let's say the top three teams um, all have I don't know, we'll just say forty wins, and they're all bound to go ahead and be be there but they're fighting for the first and second um that third team wouldn't miss the playoffs they would just be one of the two wildcard teams i gotcha okay all right well yeah that definitely opens the door for a lot of uh those borderline teams Mm -hmm. i don't know if the orioles are going to be borderline but we'll see well say again say anybody can catch a can catch a hot streak and with a 60 game season you know you come across a a 10-game winning streak or 12-game winning streak? I mean, what did we just say? That's 20% of the season? Yeah. So, again, I'm not going to say that the Orioles are going to win 10 games in a row, but stranger things have happened. But they are going to win the first three. Yes, they are. (laughs) Yes, they are. We're going to go up there. We're going to sweep Boston, shock the world, and, and go ahead and take it from there. Well, it sounds like they're having some pitching problems too. If um, 
Ed Rodriguez isn't going to be there. So Rodriguez Chris isn't going to be there. Chris Sale's out with Tommy John. Mm-hmm. So do we even know who's uh, who Boston's starting pitcher is going to be for opening day? We should, but knowing us, we probably don't. <laughs> Boston opening day pitcher. Nathan Eovaldi will take the man oh, okay. and starter. Wasn't he a former Yankee? Yeah, it's a name that I've heard before, so uh, yeah, it, it's not like they're putting uh, just some schmuck up there on the mound for opening day. Yeah. So, but it's not David Price. It's not Chris Sale. It's not, you know, of course, David Price uh, not playing this year, and he was with the Dodgers anyway. But I'm saying like, they don't <laughs> have that big, yeah. you know, intimidating name. It's not Roger Clemens or Kurt Schilling or Pedro Martinez. It's Nathan Neovaldi. Right. You know, if I have to pronounce his name one more time, there's no chance in the hell that I get it correct, so. Uh, All right. Well, we're, let's we're um, up against uh, Big Nate. Yeah. So, did did you get a chance to look at the O's starting lineup? Did they uh, did they put together their starting lineup already for opening day? Yeah. They, yeah, they did. All right. Well, clearly so that's an opportunity to look at it. So why don't you uh, why don't you hit me with it? All right. Cool. Well, first of all, do you remember what your remember we predicted our lineups in the first episode? <laughs> Not a clue. Okay. You don't remember? <laughs> you didn't keep notes of what your lineup was? And no, Matt, I didn't think the season was going to happen. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you didn't think the podcast was going to last past <laughs> no, no, no. the first I, couple episodes. I, I had faith in the in the podcast. I didn't know if you would still be with me by week 13. All right. Well, anyway, I got, I got their lineup. And I'll tell you right now, I only nailed one of the spots and players in the, in the correct order. Okay. A lot of the guys were in the lineup we made, but... I only got one spot dead on. Mm-hmm. But let, let me go with the, um, the Orioles lineup for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we got we got Hayes in center field, mm-hmm. batting first. Iglesias, shortstop, batting second. Mm-hmm. Santander, right field, batting third. Ooh. Nunez, uh, DHing. Okay. And, and this is the spot I got right. Davis at first base, batting fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, Severino catching, batting sixth. I believe you had him as a catcher, starting catcher. So, yeah, I had, um, I had Hayes in center field too. Yeah, no, I'm leading off. Yeah, and uh, Ruiz playing third third base, batting seventh. Mm-hmm. Alberto second base, batting eighth. Mm-hmm. And then DJ Stewart made the lineup, um, playing left field, batting ninth. Ooh, big fat DJ Stewart. Yeah, he made it. All right, and I think um, Dwight Smith was supposed to be. I mean that's obviously his his spot to lose. Mm-hmm. We got to camp late, and uh, they're letting him recover a little bit, get in the better shape. Yeah, I mean he could and, be uh, activated at any time. Realistically, <clears throat> he'll probably be uh, he'll probably be activated after the Boston series. That's the other thing, man. These guys are like rushing to get in shape too, mm-hmm. and they're they're. I think I think we're seeing a lot of players hurt themselves trying to get back into baseball shape quickly. Yeah. Because it's one thing to like sit at home and, you know, do push-ups and run on a treadmill or whatever they got, but you got to get out there and play the game, and, you know, get those muscles loose, those baseball muscles. Right. So I think a lot of these guys are getting hurt just playing the playing in these uh, exhibition games. So while you talk about that, let's take a look. See, we've got uh we've got guys that are on the injured list already. Um, mm-hmm. You know, on the thirty-man roster. Um, 
obviously injured list not counting, but on the 10-day injured list, we've got uh, Hunter Harvey, John Means, and Dylan Tate. And, um, you know, John Means we kind of talked about a little bit. Dylan Tate I don't know too much about. But the Hunter Harvey thing just it really, really bothers me uh, mm-hmm. because here's a guy who had arm issues before. Um, you know, we've tried to bring him in for a shortened season, and he's got arm fatigue and arm issues already. And I mean, this guy's—he's a fireballer. He's—he's the he's guy that throws uh, that throws heat. If he's having arm issues and he's a and he's a flamethrower, then you know it—it just—is this going to be? Uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely troublesome, and especially because he's already had Tommy John surgery and recovered. Right, and I'm just trying to think of like who's another Oriole arm that didn't pan out. You you know, take your pick, but. You know, I just worry that is this going to be another one of those cases? You know, I I, I like Hunter Harvey. I love his look. Um, I just I, I want to see him pitch. I want to see him pitch consistently. I want to see him stay healthy. Yeah. So uh, two other guys on the on the IL, the sixty day IL, of course Trey Mancini, um, and now Richie Martin. Uh, who's now out for the year with his uh, with his finger, right? So, speaking of Trey Mancini, did you get your shirt? I did not. Um, did you get yours? I got mine. Yep, I got it Tuesday. Good, congratulations! Hey, I remember you. Uh, <laughs> I remember you. You shot me that text on Tuesday, and I was a little bit wrapped up with round two of uh, of my issues at work. Uh, yeah. So I didn't really get a chance to reply. I figured since you asked me if I got mine, then you got yours. So yeah, it's it's good to hear from somebody that I know actually got theirs. It lets me know that you know maybe in fact they are on the way. Uh, yeah. It looks like I'm not going to get my opportunity to wear that shirt tomorrow when I'm watching the O's, but um, that's okay. I'll rock it as soon as I get it. Yeah, maybe it's right around the corner. Yeah, maybe it comes in the mail time. tomorrow before the game. So why don't we take a look at the uh, so you you kind of already went through the starting lineup, um, but we went ahead and we kind of looked at the thirty man roster. Now, are there any surprises to you here? I'm not um, I'm not updated on to, like who the latest ones they added to that thirty man roster. All right, well let me run you through the outfielders because we essentially have five outfielders. Okay, and it's Austin Hayes, mm-hmm. Anthony Santander, Dwight Smith Jr. Big fat DJ Stewart and Cedric Mullins. Big fat DJ Stewart. Okay. Big fat DJ Stewart. BF DJ Stewart. BF DJ Stewart. Okay. Almost sounds like you're saying your boyfriend DJ Stewart. <laughs> your best friend, boyfriend, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <clears throat> so Cedric Mullins makes the team, and I think that's the big shocker to me. You know, is it just because we just don't have the outfield depth or uh, and we don't necessarily want to call up uh, Yesniel du- uh, Diaz already? Well, would be would be starting his clock. Is it that whole situation? Yeah, but he's uh, he did make the uh, the practice squad that we have okay. over in Bowie. So, you know, if we're if we're contending or if we're uh, if we need an outfielder and we want to call him up, he's one of our two options. Yeah. So, and you know, I think Cedric uh, Mullins has been here before. He's almost played a full season. Yeah. On the roster, so I think that has something to do with it as well. 
Well, you know, Cedric, uh, Cedric had a lot of, a lot of pressure on him. Uh, he was the one that was chosen to take Adam Jones place. And we made a bigger deal of that than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore made a bigger deal of that than it needed. And, you know, a kid was under pressure, I think, but, um, he's going to get another shot to go ahead and prove himself. And, uh, I, frankly, I hope he takes the ball and I hope he runs with it. Hey, if you can't play in Baltimore, if you're not a player that plays under pressure, then I don't know where you can play right yeah. now this season. Yeah. He should be knocking the cover off the ball if pressure was his problem. Yeah. So, of course, Cedric Mullins, like I said, say he makes the team uh, going into the infielders. So we've got Hanser Alberto, Chris Davis, Enrique Iglesias, uh, Renato Nunez, Rio Ruiz, Pat Velocchi. Valakia? Valkyrie? I'm sure that's not right. I'm pretty sure he's not Patricia Valkyrie. But Pat Pat Valaka and Andrew Velasquez are the indicators. Now, I got a question for you, and maybe you can answer it, maybe you can't. Who in the blue hell is Andrew Velasquez? Well, I got no idea either. Is he one of our minor leaguers that's getting the shot here? He must be uh, – I'm thinking that he must be like the second cousin of uh, former UFC fighter Kane Velasquez. He might be. And maybe he's there in case we uh, get into a brawl with somebody and he's just going to go ahead and uh, win that brawl for us. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm currently looking up Andrew Velasquez to see if uh, see if anything pops up. Okay, so former Indian, uh, played for the Indians and Tampa Bay Rays, 26 years old, career batting average of 152, let's see here, 5 for 33 in major league at bats, so. Uh, so he hasn't been up much. Yeah. Well, he better have a good glove on him, because that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me, too. One of those guys. All right, so we figured out who the hell Andrew Velasquez is. All right, so catcher-wise, catcher-wise, we got uh, Pedro Severino, which, uh, again, I'd say I called, and uh, Chance the catcher, uh, Chance yeah. Cisco. So I thought he would be on the starting roster. I thought he'd be in the starting lineup. I was wrong about that, but at least he uh, made the team. Yeah, say, honestly, say, I'm, I'm surprised that he made the team. Say, I thought for sure that Austin Williams was going to be the second catcher. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that Cisco would just go ahead and be stepped down, but I think the Orioles are taking this opportunity to go ahead and uh, give him a shot and see if uh, see what he can do with it. You know, it's a shortened season. Let's see what he can do. See if he can truly call the game the way it needs to be. See if he can hit the ball at like level. Um, and if he can hit, but he just can't call games, and do we have another spot for him or? You know, is he going to be see see you later, R after this season, as we get ready for Adley, who is uh, one of four catchers currently down in the uh, at the uh, Bowie camp. So he's on the practice squad. Yeah, Adley is on the practice squad. So um, I don't know how the practice squad squad works, but does that mean we're going to see him this year? That means we could, and um, they. Uh, Mike Elias said that uh, if the Orioles are contending this year, it is possible that we see Adley Rushman, which basically oh, so means that we will not see Adley Rushman. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Tell me 
10 minutes ago, you were saying they, they, have a guy, they got a chance. Well, of course they have a chance, but, you know, a snowball has a chance in hell. Right. You got, you got to understand, Matt. See, I, I am a very, very uh, seesaw, teeter-totter type of fan. Say, I, I will go ahead and, uh, you know, praise us and say that we're the greatest team in the world, but then I come back to reality and understand that guys like Cody Carroll and David Hess are not going to win us a uh, World Series. Yeah, I don't even know who they are. Oh, come on. You know David Hess, the Hess Express. David Hess. Yeah, it sounds familiar, but I, the pitcher? Yeah, the pitcher. All right. Come on, man. Jesus. <laughs> supposed to be an Orioles podcast. What year did he pitch? I'll bring David Hess over to your house and introduce him to you. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> what, what year was he on the team? What year is what? What year was David Hess on the team? He was on the team last year. What? David Hess was on the team last year. That feels like 10 years ago, the last time they played, doesn't it? Oh, my God. We're cutting all this out. I can't sound this dumb. Here you go, Matt. David Hess, 2018, uh, 21 games played. He went 3-10 and 10 with a 4.88 ERA. 2019, uh, 23 games games pitched. He went one in ten with a seven point oh nine ERA. Okay. Now look, if that doesn't scream Cy Young and get your World Series tickets ready, I don't know what does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why don't we run down these pitchers since uh, since you are so familiar? Um, okay. As I'm sure everything just got edited out. So running down the pitchers here: <laughs> Sean Armstrong, Richard Blyer. Cody Carroll, Miguel Castro, Alex Cobb, Bueller, Paul Fry, Michael Givens, Bueller, David Hess, Travis Lakin Sr., Wade LeBlanc, Tommy Malone, Evan Phillips, Bueller, Tanner Scott, Cole Stewart, Cole Solcer, Asher Wojciechowski, Bob Smith. Now, of all of those guys that I just named to you, which one do you think is the fake one? Uh, definitely Bob Smith. All right, all right. Well, good job. So you passed <laughs> the, you passed that that uh that test. I should have thrown back okay. in there somewhere in the middle. Oh yeah. So all of those names, um, I think, and we kind of went over this before, but obviously our top our, our starting five are going to be Tommy Malone, Alex Cobb, Wade LeBlanc, uh. Asher Wojciechowski. Asher Mike Wojciechowski. Woj- Mike, Mike Wojciechowski is going to be in right. four. And uh, John Means, that pushes him down to that number five spot. And I think those are our five starters. Um, I think that David Hess could come in if we need a this six. Mm-hmm. Or if, uh, you know, something happens and Means isn't back in time. I think, I think, uh, I think the Hess Express starts in a pinch. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, other than that, you know, name-wise, I guess we've got Miguel Castro, uh, Michael Givens, and Paul Fry back in our bullpen. Uh, oh, and Richard Blyer back in our bullpen from mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it looks like Michael Givens might be the closer there, right? Yeah, I was just about to ask you. Say, we we know who the top five are for a starting pitcher. Who's your closer there? It's got to be Givens. He's got the experience at it, this point. 
it's got to be Givens, and then I guess that puts Castro in that A seed spot. You know, I don't necessarily know if Paul Fry becomes a situational guy or if he becomes our seventh inning guy. You know, the thing that uh, thing that worked out so well for us the year that we had um, Britton and O'Day and uh, who's the guy we got from the Yankees? Oh, Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller, thank you. So when we had those three, we had those three in established spots with where they were supposed to go and what their role was. And I think that worked out so well for us. You know, I'm not saying that these guys are going to perform to the same ability, but it'd be great if we had if we had that again, if that establishment again. You know, that was a powerful back end of the bullpen. It was, and it was kind of like a one-time scenario. And, uh, you know, they basically fell off to nothing shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um yeah, and again, I'm not really comparing the uh, the abilities of these guys, but I just I like the idea of a established bullpen. I like the idea of certain guys coming in the eighth, certain guy comes in in the ninth. You know, there's a closer role there for a reason, mm-hmm. and there's a setup role there for a reason. And uh, I I would just like to see us establish that. And then if we have to throw these other guys in here towards the middle and towards the beginning, that's great. But that's what I'd like to say. And um, if and when uh, we happen to get lucky enough to trade Givens for something, um, does Miguel Castro go into that closer role after that? See, I was imagining Castro as a spot starter, Mm -hmm. middle inning kind of guy, like when a pitcher has a bad day. Castro comes in. That's how I was imagining him, but I, but I think this that's, year is going to be. That's how you were imagining him like two years ago before you knew what he did, or <laughs> no, I Cast- still. Castro is not a long long relief guy. He's he's a quick inning in and out, and then get somebody else in there. Yeah, but the, but he's like. Um... If you just look at our top five, those guys are not going to last in those in those five spots the whole season. No, but that's what yeah. we've got the uh, that's what we got the Bowie squad for. Yeah, but I'm just thinking the guys that we have on the roster right now. He's the one that's done that before, and in a weird season like this, I think we we are going to see some spot starts from, and he's done it before. We might see some from him. Plus, you gotta you gotta picture like this season as a hundred games have already been played. So you would think other teams in this, after you play a hundred games, like every game becomes a situational type of game. So you're gonna see a lot. Of, you're, you might not see this structured bullpen anymore this season, just because of how crazy it is. There's only sixty games. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna see some pitchers coming in and like weird spots in situational spots that, like, get them out of trouble early in these games because every game matters. So while it would be nice to establish that seven, eight, nine guys like we had before, I don't think it's going to work out that way. Mm. Sam? I'm just trying to take a quick look here. So I had this up, and then I lost it. I think we started talking about something else, and then I lost it. But I had the, uh, the Orioles taxi squad. So, but I had the Texas squad here and say the majority of it, like the majority of these guys were pitchers. And I think that if we ended up 
uh, needing a starter and it wasn't going to be David Hess, I think that we would just go ahead and pull somebody um, pull somebody from this practice squad up for a spot start. As long as it's easy for them to do that, you know? Yeah. They're keeping these guys, like, tested. That's another thing. You got to keep them tested and ready to play. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, hey, you know what? We, we skipped over something, and I'm glad you said tested. So, the Orioles, like we mentioned, played against uh, played against the Nats in the exhibition game on Monday and Tuesday. And Juan Soto uh, went ahead and was tested for COVID. Uh, he played the two baseball games, and then two days later, uh, his test came back positive. So, <laughs> I mean, what what are we doing? You know, it's just like like we say that we've got all these protocols in place, and then we drop the ball like that. You know, if if a guy's being tested, we need to know those results right away. And if we did, can't know those results right away, then we they need to have a negative test come back before they go on the field. Now he's been tested since, and as of uh, as of today, his two tests have come back negative, which leads you to believe that the first one might have been a false test. But if he was in fact, uh, if he did in fact test positive for COVID, and then he was on the field with all the Orioles. And he gets on base, and he passes Chris Davis, and then he passes Hanser Alberto, and then he passes Iglesias, and then uh, you know uh, Rio Ruiz or Renato Nunez. You know, just as he's rounding the bases, he's going to pass by all of these guys. You know, he coughs, he sneezes, what have you, and then all of a sudden, you know, the next Oriole gets infected. The Oriole goes to the clubhouse, and then all of a sudden, somebody else gets infected. And now you know you got the whole damn team infected. So clearly we're already developing or we're already noticing hiccups in this program. So um, they got to get to the bottom of it. They got to figure something out because, you know, I want baseball back, but I don't want baseball back to the extent of where, uh, you know, we're back for three games and now all of a sudden, boom, a team can't play because their whole team's infected. Right. And that's, I guess, we got to start thinking about guessing if this season is even going to finish. Mm-hmm. It was even gonna make it all the way through, but I guess um, I did hear that some players have opted to wear masks while they play. So I'm curious yeah. to see. Yeah, and I've seen the first one to do that. Yeah. So um, the first one that comes to mind is Clint Frazier of the Yankees. Um, I saw I saw him playing with a mask, and there's a couple of them doing that. And say they showed a clip of him going off in a uh, one of the exhibition games, cranking off a home run while wearing the. Uh, it wasn't even a mask. He was wearing like the uh, the neck gaiters. Oh, uh, they just pulled it up. Yeah, so he was wearing that. Well, hey, it's it's his motivation for the uh, Orioles pitchers to keep keep everybody off base. Yeah, yeah, there the you pitchers go. are gonna have a good season because they'll be terrified. All right, so uh, how about this? So we uh, we mentioned earlier that um, we made a bet with Chris Davis that Chris Davis was. Uh, you said in his first at bat, what would what was he going to do? You're going to keep calling me out on this. I'm not proud of this, but I, no, 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 I, no, no. Just, just tell us what you're thinking. You know, lay out all the stipulations of this comment first. You got to say that if you're putting money on the line, because that, that's originally what we said. Yeah. If you had to bet on it, uh-huh. which is money involved, uh-huh. 
I would say he would look at third strike. So you're saying that Chris Davis is going to go down as first at bat. <laughs> with yes. A, with a backwards cut. Yes. And, I could be happy about it. And I said that Davis was going to go ahead and hit a home run in his first at bat. Yes. So let's just make sure we get that on the record. All right. Um, so that's our first uh, first wager of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go ahead and put another wager up there. And I want to know who you think is going to have the most home runs on the Orioles. And bonus points, I just want to know uh, how many you think it'll be. Oh, man. Okay. Um, put me on the spot. Uh-huh. All right. In a short season, 60 games. Uh-huh. See, this is tricky because Davis could get off to a hot start. And you know how he can go off for like a short period of time. He could. <clears throat> but I think I'm going to go with uh, Nunez on this one. Okay. All right. Go with Nunez, so Nunez. And, uh, and how many are you guessing? 60 games. 60 games. That's not a lot of time. So you're thinking how many games, how many home runs per game this guy can hit? I'd say <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick to, I'll say 16. 16? Mm-hmm. So one out of every five games, he's going to go deep. Do you think that's a lot? I think it's a lot. Um, I'll, I'll tell you where I'm going. Uh, so, okay. uh, while I would love to see Chris Davis, and I don't think it's a stretch, I would like to see him hit 12 home runs this year. Um, that is 20%, but you know that's not accounting for the strikeouts that he's going to have. That's just how many times he's going to hit a home run. But what I think is I'm going a little bit lower. I'm going to be the pessimist in this situation. Right. And I'm saying it's going to be Austin Hayes with nine home runs. Oh wow! Yeah, you think he's got that power, huh? I, I think uh, I, I think this kid's shown a lot of positive energy, a lot of attitude, and um, even though he's a leadoff man and his job's to get on base, once you get past the first inning, um, you know that is completely out the window, and uh, I think he's going to go ahead and jack a few. All right. All right, so I'm going with uh, Austin Hayes. You're going with Renato Nunez. I'm just going to go ahead and save that note right in there. And uh, you know, if neither one of us are right, say we'll just uh, we'll just go with the old uh, Price is Right theme of you went over, so therefore you would lose. <laughs> Somebody's going to hit 16 home runs this year. Yeah. Well, somebody is, but I don't necessarily know that they're going to be on the Orioles. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we get to uh, get to a dodgeball story? All right. All right, so uh, I had asked you, and, uh, you know, if you want to introduce this differently, you're welcome to, but I had asked you to go ahead and put together a all-star team of uh, dance party members. Right. And uh, preferred alter egos, but, um, you know, if not, then that's that's okay, too. Well, I did. Um, I did stick with that alter ego. So I'm glad you glad you said that. Okay. So this isn't like a, I'm not saying like best players dance party. I'm not going to get into all that. Right, right, right. That's a yeah. that's a very touchy subject. Yeah, that that would just rub people the wrong way. That'd be too hard to that'd be too hard to um, <clears throat> name those players anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who would be after Lou Barrels, but you know. I'm not <laughs> 
well, Lou Barrows will be one, and then everybody else will be fighting for number two. I'm, yeah, exactly. That's what I was implying. Yeah. No, but I think as a team, like an overall team, that's why we were good. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I did. I did put together an all-star alter ego team. Okay. So I'm going to start off with some of the um, obvious givens that we've already talked about the past few weeks. But like you said, Lou Barrels has got to be up there, right? All right. He's got to be number one. A dancing Lou. Oh, well, you numbered these. Well, I'm just saying, after this one, there is no number. But Lou Barrels is number one. Okay. Because I know he's mentioned to us on many occasions that he's like the inventor of dodgeball and mm-hmm. the greatest living dodgeball player ever. Yeah. And that's true. Well, you know, it, Crazy Lou actually trained El Dodge Loco, so... Well, there you go. He's his mentor, so... Well, now that you said that, he is on the list as well, on the El Dodge Loco. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Crazy Lou and El Dodge on the court at the same time. Well, they have to. They have to be. You know, we never saw <laughs> that. No. El Dodge came after, uh, after Lou had retired, and... Uh, and we never got the two of them on the court at the same time, which was a real tragedy. No, and I, I remember at one point, um, El Dodger Loco was trying to give us this auto-wear masks on the court. <laughs> and that's one, that, that is one thing I regret that we never did. Yeah. So we might have to revisit that at some point. <clears throat> so another, my third character, it's gotta be Dancing Jimmy Richards. Ah, yes, Dancing Jimmy. Uh-huh. So we, we went into Dancing Jimmy saying we've gone over Lou Barrels and I've posted some pictures of him so people know what Lou looks like. People know what uh, El Dodger Loco looks like. Dancing Jimmy say once again, for anybody that may have missed this on a previous podcast, Dancing had cut off denim shorts. Um, booty booty shorts or what, what do they call them? Daisy Dukes? Daisy Dukes, yeah. Daisy Dukes. And, uh, I mean... Hey. That would do justice. The pockets were hanging out of the front of these things. <laughs> yeah, they were. And, uh, <laughs> and a crop top. And yeah. uh, a Joe Dirt-like mullet. And not really a Joe Dirt-type mustache, but quite possibly one of the dirtiest mustaches I've ever seen. <laughs> quite possibly, yeah. Quite possibly. <laughs> All right. So, All right. So, so th- those guys... Four? Those have all been very familiar so far. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of hard to put together this list. So, of course, I got to put Cheese on there. All right. So cheese I mean, just by, just just by default, he's got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything goes better with Cheese. That, that would, yeah. I mean, this list is so hard to make that he um, <clears throat> he's on there by default. All right. All right. So, two new, character, two new characters we haven't talked about. All right. First, first one is Rod. Oh, yeah. Good old Rod. Yeah. The alter ego of Todd. The alter ego of Todd. So uh, are, are you going to go into who exactly Rod was and why Rod became uh, a personality? Yeah, so I will. All right. Um, but before I do that, I have another one that ties into that character as well. That I'll just name him, and then I'll go back and tell why they're, why these guys got their names. Okay. So the the sixth player on the alter ego dodgeball team is Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Rod and Ricky are two new uh, characters introduced today. So they got their names because, well, Todd got his um, 
his alter ego named Rod because if you, you know, if you meet my brother, if you talk to him, he's like, I don't know, he's like the most mild mannered, like nicest guy you could talk to, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, you, I mean, I know this is like cliche, but if you, if you're friends with him, you would think he wouldn't hurt a fly. And that's like an old like cliche saying, but it's true. You know what I mean? Right. Total 180 though. If you do something to him on the dodgeball court, mm-hmm. we've gotten into many battles with other teams. And I mean, he, we've had to like step in between him and other teams multiple times. Right. Right. For, for stuff like if they've cheated or if they've like hit, you know, kicked the ball away, anything like that, he'll fly off the handle and he'll go after him. Yeah, so we Todd had a short, uh, short trigger when he was on the court, which uh, just or a short fuse, which just when he blew up, he instantly became. He became Rod. Yeah, and we had to call him Rod because it's 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 a total one eighty of Todd, man. It's <laughs> nothing like him. And I remember one tournament up in um, Towson. I, I just remember in the middle of a game, he like you know you get to run out out the back of the court to get a ball. Uh huh. I think he ran after a ball. One of the teams we already knocked out, or one of the players that was out during that game, like kicked the ball away from him and like said something to him. And I'm, we're playing in the game, and I look up, and Todd's got this guy like up against the wall, <laughs> <laughs> or he like pushed him against the wall or something. And I'm like, what in the heck on over there, man? Uh-huh. But this was like a, a this was like a regular you know occurrence on the dodgeball court. But hey, man, we we loved it though. <clears throat> he always stuck up for us for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like somebody said something to one of our one of our teammates, he was always right there. Yeah, he was the enforcer of Dance Party Vietnam. But, right, but that was Rod. That was Rod coming out. All right. So who was now, Ricky? Ricky is Jay's alter ego. Do you remember him? <laughs> See, I remember Ricky from uh from football, but why don't you tell me about when uh when he came out during Dodgeball? Yeah, so it's sort of like it's sort of like Rod. They were kind of like a tag team, but um you know, Jay Jay's also one of these guys who you wouldn't think would cause any problems, but every once in a while it did come out. Mm. And I think of, of, of the ones on our team, he was the one least likely to blow up on somebody. Yeah, I will say that. But when he did, it was always funny to watch, man. And that was re- that was his alter ego, Ricky, and that stemmed from us calling Todd Rod. Yeah, we'd see Jay go off on somebody and be like, "Well, we got to come up with a name for this." So that's that's got to be Ricky. And I don't know who named him Ricky. <laughs> like, I see where Rod came from, but I don't know how Ricky came up from Jay. I, I couldn't tell you. I want to say it was Buxar that said it, but yeah, I don't know that for a fact. Do you remember any specific um, times where uh, Rod came out on anybody? <sighs> yeah, and uh, this goes back to like the Play Baltimore days. And you probably already know what I'm talking about. Um, you know what? Never mind. That wasn't Rod. That was uh. Wait, was it Rod or was that Mogul? <laughs> so basically, what happened was a guy uh went up to the front of the line. We had the balls. A guy went up to the center line and got on his hands and knees and put his arms behind his back and. I want to say it was Mogul, just like went up there and like at point blank range, just absolutely lit this guy up. 
And this was with a foam ball, not with a rubber ball, so it couldn't have done too much damage. But he just absolutely just like blasted him from point blank range. And yeah. um, actually, you say Rod did get involved because essentially what happened after that, then the guy like got pissed off about it. Whereas he was just setting himself up, just saying, go ahead and do it, saying that we wouldn't do it. Moogle did it. And then this guy went up and tried to get up in Moogle's face. And that's when Rod came and, uh, and defused the situation. <laughs> um, I can't remember if Rod put the guy in a headlock or what happened, but I remember Rod coming out for that one. Yeah, that was definitely Moogle that, um, that fired that first shot there. <laughs> yeah, shots fired. Yeah. I do remember that. That was like in the basement of that church. Man, that, that league was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, nothing like blasting a guy I in mean, the face at a church league. Once again, so we're, <laughs> we're coming off as just absolutely great guys when we tell our no, no, no. stories. Uh, you know how competitive these things get. You know? Oh, yeah. They leave it all on the court. That's what we did. Yeah. But no, that church league was awesome, man. It, it was like the basement of a church in this tiny court. And it was like surrounded by like wood panels. Mm-hmm. And they just made a makeshift dodgeball court out of it. Yeah. And then you would slam those dodgeballs off the wall, and it would sound like a gunshot going off. Yeah, it was definitely a fun time. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, Say, hopefully uh, we won't have to do any emergency podcasts of anything going on during the couple games that we're going to miss. But uh, we'll be back next week. We'll discuss the first week of Orioles baseball and what you guys can expect during the second week. And uh, if you want to reach out to us in the meantime, you can reach out to us on the Twitter at uh, BleacherBirds. And uh, also, oh, is this where I jump this in? This is where you say yours. <laughs> See, I'm so used to not having a Twitter account. I don't know the, uh, I don't know the protocol here. But I'm at at BleacherBird Matt. BleacherBird Matt. All right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, guys, you can reach us on there. If you want to shoot us an email, you can shoot us an email, uh, bleacherbirds at gmail.com. Uh, I would not recommend going to uh, bleacherbirds.com because uh, as of right now, again, <laughs> that goes to another uh, another uh, Orioles podcast That's uh, that does not link to us. Um, but in the meantime and in between time, Baltimore, uh, be safe out there. And uh, opening day. Less than 24 hours away. It'll be over with by the time uh, you guys hear this. So uh, hopefully I was right. Hopefully we're beating the uh, beans out of Boston. And uh, let's go O's. All right. See you later. Mayor McCheese, you just made the list.